sir. It is football cards collecting and investing each and every week, every Tuesday, 1.30 Central, 2.30 Eastern. His name is Andy. My name is Carter. And today we're talking Panini Prism. That is obviously the big story. Everybody's talking crazy about Prism and these Disney cards as well. But uh, we're also going to talk today something that is near and dear to me, and that is Patch cards so andy i'm going to throw it to you do you collect patch cards i do collect them and it pains me to start cutting open my precious <laughs> rare uh patch cards but i'm like dude i've seen too many now that have the wrong name on the jersey and it's like first first okay it was one thing to not have any game worn or any specific event that was you know that kind of bugs you a little bit drives you crazy but now for the patches not to even be from that player they didn't even get to wear the 30 jerseys at once at the premiere <laughs> and then like that goes in the car like come on man are you serious yeah, and it gets into the debate because I am a game-worn patch dude. Like, it is my favorite thing. But it gets into the player-worn debate and the game-worn debate. So in the comment section of today's podcast, let us know how you feel about patch cards in general. Now, I know we have brought up the Mark Ingram example of him wearing the 50 jerseys at once plenty of times. This actually happened in another sport, Andy. There was a UFC fighter who was watching UFC. She tagged Panini in a post. So she was at her house, and she said, at Panini America, putting on my player-worn or athlete-worn gear uh, right now to send back to Panini. So that further proves that you know there's such a huge difference between player-worn and game worn and there's also a difference if you want to really get down in semantics if on the back of the card it says this game worn card was worn by player x right sometimes on the back of cards it says this jersey is a game worn jersey but it doesn't specify if it is a game worn jersey of that player and i hold a premium on that specificity as well for me I'm, it might not be for some of you but Andy, I'm going to throw it back to you. Um, you know, for me, I, 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 I'll look into player-worn patches. It obviously depends how sweet the patch is. You guys, of course, just cut up uh, the Edo Smith card not too long ago. Um, we'll link that video in the comment section. Uh, but for me, Andy, I, it, it's important to always be mindful of patch fraud as well. Yeah, we did. We, we did. It was actually a Marcus Mariota card. It was supposed to be a Mariota Matt Ryan patch and the Mariota patch had Edo Smith uh, behind that. And so that actually inspired a couple other guys, a guy in the uh, discord. Shout out to Tony's cards, cut up a, a Derek Carr uh, patch that, you know, a veteran patch from him and the Raiders and come to find out it's a Henry Ruggs jersey in there. And there, apparently there's been other reportings of people with some reels on Instagram showing that this has happened to them. Uh, yeah. And then and then you always have run the risk of people actually fabricating their own patch cards. So it's it's one thing for eBay sellers to uh, list and sell items that it, like um, incorrectly. Right. It's like some people will put game worn 
on the patch and it, it's actually just one of those player worn not from any specific game or event but exactly. then it's a whole nother thing for panini to be making just like egregious mistake after egregious mistake uh if you even call it a mistake anymore and and putting like different players patches and different cards just kind of seems like it's just it, it's it's an epidemic almost and uh, and then you and then you do have people out there that I'm sure are fabricating. Like we've we've heard of uh, that story from uh, shout out to Drake's PC on Instagram of yeah. that Peyton Manning patch card that turned out to be a fake. So it's like, man. Yeah. And then, you know, it gets into photo matching and, and all of that. I would love to photo match any of my patch cards. Andy, I actually sent you something in the private chat. Um, I'll share a little bit more on that Peyton Manning store, uh, story in just a second. Drake is a friend of the show. Um, but this right here gives me a lot of hope for patch cards. This Josh Allen card I saw recently with the E uh, right there, photo matched with the E on the back of his jersey. You can see how the of the card, okay? Now take a look at this. There you go. And as you can hear really closely, Andy's dryer in the background. I'm really glad <laughs> the timing couldn't be any better because I'm really glad the equipment manager here did not wash and dry this uniform. Do you see what I did there? You see how smooth mm. that was? That was absolutely genius. Uh, but not as genius as this patch. As you can see, this patch is the near exact E to this Josh Allen patch now it would take some picasso level artistry to have faked that and put on the back of that that is what i love right um the grass stains uh the the paint stains of a patch if you get a four color patch and then you also get that stain on there oh andy that yeah. is just brilliant so patches like this that you can photo match is just a total game changer I, I think that's I think that's the key, man. I'm gonna start requiring this, you know. I think that this this type of evidence of the game worn patch from the right player is what we need, man. This is what we need right here. Let's get the let's get the picture of when he had it. I mean, how difficult could that be? I'm sure there's Panini representatives when they collect these types of jerseys, they can get this same uh the same image i mean right it's on it's on the media like just like just more transparency more documentation around these patches because i mean if not it's just it's just getting out of control and you can see there's so many worthless patches like it if the patch is not game worn doesn't say game worn anymore and that's why we cut up the cards because it's not game worn the players aren't even on the team anymore you don't like have any uh, transparency or documentation around what this patch is and it's there's no autograph on it uh, it's just like well why not why not in the name of science let's see what's behind this patch and of course it's like another blunder you know <laughs> yeah um so yeah we'll talk a little bit here at the beginning uh, and then we'll get into some panini prism i know a lot of people want to uh talk about that so andy i just sent you in the private chat uh, the Drake PC card here. So uh, Drake, friend of the channel, uh, I know he's going to the Mint Collective and all that stuff. Um, he buys this Peyton Manning card, one of one patch shield, and you go to the back of the card, okay, and you see one of one 
right there. And you see at the bottom left of this card, this is a photo of the actual jersey from which this watch was taken. So they photo matched this. And guess what, Andy? It ended up being a fake. Um, and he spent a lot of money for this card, as you would expect. An 03 one of one shield that's photo match like this. Drake did a whole video on this and he did get refunded for the patch. And the funny thing about it is it actually got to be a big thing on blowout cards. And um, I, I'd have to go rewatch the whole video. I think it actually passed through in an authentication process. Am I right about that, Andy? Yeah, I watched the whole video. It passed through uh, eBay's authentication process. But they did say that there was a part of the card that they could not authenticate. It was uh, it was the patch itself. Like They authenticated the card, but they could not guarantee that the patch was uh, game-worn, blah, blah, blah. So they did authenticate it, but they said, hey, we can't guarantee that this patch is authentic game-worn. See, I, I think he sent it to PWCC as well. Um, it did, it just, yeah. This is just crazy. So lucky enough, shout out to Drake, he did get refunded. Uh, but the guy who sold it, right, obviously thought it was real as well. So two completely different people that were experienced in the hobby were fooled by this. Um, we can all get fooled by patches. There are thing. Uh, there's a thing called patch swapping that is very popular now where people will take like a napkin patch out and buy a napkin patch. I think Andy, people know what we're talking about. It's just a blank patch. It has no color. It's not, you know, from a stitching of a number or anything like that. They'll take that out and put a colorful patch in and you won't know what that card actually is. So it's, um, it, it's definitely weird with patch cards. So, um, you know, and obviously with this happening to Drake, it makes me feel like a little unsure about some of the purchases that I have made. So uh, it is a fine line. There's you always got to worry about scammers and fakes and all of that. But, uh, you know, as far as that, I'm still going to love collecting patch cards, Andy. Yeah, and it's it's so difficult. Like you can even um, you can even go over to trading card database, which is a great resource. So, I mean, you know, if you want to make sure that you are getting a card from an actual set, uh, you can go to tcdb.com and look up that player, go to their overview, like do a filter, search by year, uh, pull up the brand, playoff prestige, and you can see that Peyton Manning has 13 different cards. It's kind of like a Wikipedia of cards, and not all the, uh, the photos are in here, but all the cards are in here. So you can see there's the the game day jerseys patch Peyton Mem Manning memorabilia serial number uh, one actually in this database. So you know for somebody to um, have like fabricated a patch like PWCC in and through their research and authentication process, I mean it's it's uh, it's pretty wild. Like I mean there's definitely like I think any um, any market sector you look in, there's going to be scammers and fraudulent activity. And some of them are pretty clever because they understand that they could make some serious money if they do it right. You know, so it's like, man, you just really got to do your homework and ask a lot of questions. Right. And use that in investigative journalist mind like you have, Carter. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Was this card even a fake? 
right? It, it mm-hmm. when you look this up, it looks like it's the card, uh, right? I mean, if this is on TCDB, maybe it was actually real, and you know, we're just getting this, or or they got it wrong. You never really know, right? And that is the scary thing about it. Like if I looked it up on TCDB and saw that photo of the back of that card and then actually saw this card on eBay, I would think it it was real, but apparently it wasn't. So that's part of it. People are so good at faking things. It's a big reason why I will never collect Michael Jordan cards because of how crazy the fake market is for his autographs and just everything. So it is discouraging, but at the same time, once again, I'm just so addicted to the patch. Okay, so let's look at Eclipse cards right here. We got Derek Richards, Dealer, Matthew. Say hi to everybody. Um, let's see. For a card, cause 17. Really appreciate that. You really helped me when I was new to the hobby. It means a lot. I really appreciate it. Terry McLaurin will have a strong year, so I'm invested in him. I wish you and your family the best. I actually could draft uh, Terry McLaurin in this underdog fantasy slow draft I'm doing uh, right now. But shout out to you, card for call 17. And we'll talk a little bit more about Terry later. Um, but go to Eclipse Cards here, Andy. Um, and I would love your uh, I would love your thoughts on this one. Um, game worn patches are sweet. Otherwise, they don't do nothing for me. That's why I like the leaf in the game used cards, all game worn jerseys, back gloves, etc. Oh yeah, man. Uh, so very interesting, very interesting set, right? I mean, it's unlicensed product, but Leaf has a good reputation. Uh, from what I know, nobody's actually cut open a Leaf card and actually extracted his jersey and seen the same type of egregious mistakes or uh, blatant lies from the manufacturers. So um, I do think Leaf is a good product. I see they have a lot of fans out there. This rare stuff from Leaf. Uh, college unif- college football fans are definitely going to love these. You know, game-worn jerseys is, I, I think, the way to go. Um, I'm, I would love for them to see <laughs> include some type of a photograph or additional documentation uh, from what which game it was from, right? I, right? I love being able to pair up that actual moment with the patch of the card. I, I don't think there's anything sweeter than being able to do that right there, you know? Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how this happens, you know, moving forward because there are, I mean, game use cards or game use patches and cards are so rare. That's why we fell in love with that T. Higgins card. Uh, and I believe that was Spectra, if I'm not mistaken. That was actually a recent game. Use, yeah, and, and a recent game use patch inside of a card with the specific date of when T Higgins actually wore that Jersey and overall game used jerseys are just more rare. Um, I spoke to someone that I am familiar with who knows the Jersey process in the NFL. And one thing he told me, Andy is the Jersey swaps happen so often where a player will give their Jersey, of course, to another player. And like Arian Foster has a, Twitter video of all the game worn jerseys that he has from all these pro bowlers and hall of famers he's played with over the years. So game worn uniforms, they're tougher to obtain. Now players like to keep their game worn stuff. 
Um, so, or, or give it to uh, another player that they respect from another team or a teammate or whatever. So yeah, I, I, I love game worn stuff over anything else, Andy, but that's why I like the older stuff better because there's just not as much game worn stuff in, in modern stuff. There, there isn't, and there isn't. And I think one thing that was really interesting from the XR is because it was printed in the second year of the player's career, technically the jersey was from his rookie season. So it was a rookie game-worn jersey patch. Now, someone in the name of science or citizen journalism is going to have to go uh, and, and dissect one of these or maybe a couple of them to see uh, because it's like it's almost like ignorance is bliss, right? I mean, yeah. And and I think that's on part of the on on Panini. It's like that. It's almost like they think that no, no, no collector in their right mind is going to cut open a card to see if this is the wrong player. So who cares? You got an extra patch that's red. Put it in there, or white, or whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter what the player is, but but like, you know. So it's you know the hobby has evolved to a certain point where is a lot of these cards because they're not from any specific game or event and the player's not even on that team anymore because we have these big blockbuster trades that go down every year and stuff uh people are investigating a little bit more and finding a lot of these egregious mistakes and it and it makes you wonder what's going to happen to the future value of of uh game war patches are we going to find more people actually taking the risk of actually seeing what's behind the patch in the card. It's, and it felt so, it felt so cringy, but at the same time I knew that card was worthless anyways. Like it was a couple dollar card. So it's like, why not? And uh, yeah, it was, so it was, it was just eye opening and it's just, uh, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really quite wild because without, without that photo evidence and that documentation showing which game or where this, this patch was from, it does kind of leave you wondering, especially now that you know, you've seen what is possible. So definitely kind of leaves you wondering. <laughs> I think back to the person that just bought the Joe Montana Super Bowl game-worn jersey that he wore in two separate Super Bowls for $1.2 million. That is the ultimate... Uh, game more jersey. Now, once again, it wasn't a card, it was just a full jersey. But uh, having a having been someone that's been given a game worn NFL jersey, it's such a finite resource, right? And that is part of the reason why I love game worn patches over autographs, right? Because a player can always sign an autograph. They always can there is a finite and always will be a finite amount of game worn jersey cards out there and to uh sty fb cards his point i think the jersey cards that are numbered are safer so if you have a game worn jersey card number one the fabric in and of itself is finite and number two oftentimes those cards are numbered anyway so it just adds to me to the allure of the card and to go along with Derek, they charge enough for a hobby box. They should get a letter with the history of the Jersey from thread to card. That'd be a perfect world. <laughs> that would be a perfect world. I'm wondering Carter, which do you think would be harder to authenticate um, the, uh, the signature, the autograph or the Jersey patch easily the Jersey patch, right? Because now with so many games being played on turf, 
right. Uh, there's not as much like jersey stain. It's harder to jersey match uh, a player with the card. Why, right? That's why I think that Josh Allen card is just so cathartic, right? It is. Did I use that word correctly? Is that what that means? Cathartic. I, 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 I tried to use a big word. I have no idea what that means. But I mean, obviously, Tom Brady in the photo actually adds extra umph to it. But you, you get that stain on there. Uh, the game worn jersey I have is is from uh, Jeremy Hill, and I could see a grass stain, a minor one, on the side of it. Right. Those things add to it. It just does. I don't know exactly why. I think it just kind of brings you into the game. A friend of the show, Jonathan Taylor Cards, our guy, shot. Uh, his Peyton Manning patch has a grass stain on it. That is just absurd and so cool. Um, so, yeah, you know, that's just – it just adds a little extra something to uh, the card. And before we get into Prism here, we'll answer this final question. Steeler96 – Number one, I want to say thanks to Steeler96 and Derek and a few others that are here every week. Really appreciate that. Uh, where would the best place to find out how much my jersey cards are worth? Andy, uh, my guess is eBay. What say you? Yeah, I think that's I think that's the best spot. You know, uh, is go to eBay, dig through the sold items. You can even search by set. So. You know, I would I would uh, broaden your um, your searching parameters a little bit to search by set and kind of try and find a player that's similar. If you can't find that exact player in the exact card, if it's kind of rare to give you an itself an idea of the range of where it should go in. Um, I think that's going to be the best way to do it. I mean, it, it, um, unless you just like start talking to a lot of different people, but uh, you know that are that are dealers and buyers, collectors. Uh, I think the best way is just to look, dig into the sold items, Carter. Yeah, so um, I agree. And before you know, we move on, I'll, I'll share my two favorite cards in my collection. Um, this Drew Brees card is a game-worn Panini buyback, one of one. My guy Derek Hunter helped me obtain. And on the back of this card, it does say it's, – it's hard to see it right here, but it does say this – was personally worn by Drew Brees, an official NFL game. And it's also a three-color patch. So you get an on-card auto there as well. And Andy, you helped me obtain this card right here from the Dallas Card Show. Uh, you know, you have a multiple-color patch, both autographs from Peyton and John Elway. 2005 exquisite. And on the back of this card, it does say it was game-worn by both John Elway and Peyton Manning. And actually... Um, Peyton Manning has held this card uh, before. I'll share that story for a different day. But, you know, that's what I look for, right? I look for, you know, on the back of it, does it specify if that player wore it? It just gives me a little extra assurance. More often than not, just based on what you hear, uh, that player did wear that jersey, but it's it's unclear. And it makes you wonder, Andy, why on the back of some of these cards does it say this card was worn by Dwayne Wade or this card was worn by Drew Brees or whoever? And then on some of them, Andy, it just says this is officially known as a game use card. Does that make you feel um, a, a, a little bit heebie-jeebie about it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> 100%. I think I feel heebie-jeebie about uh, all of them now. 
I would say like I'm going to stay away from patch cards altogether. And I kind of have from like an investment standpoint, I don't really see the patch adding any uh, value unless it's right. Unless it's indicated that it's game worn. But now with all these egregious mistakes from Panini, I see those going down like the, the new ones, even from the XR. People are going to have that in the back of their head. Wait a minute. I've seen like multiple ones ripped and it's the wrong player's patch. So even the game worn like the T Higgins from XR that we saw makes you makes you wonder. So. I think unless they have like a cool design, like you know, if take this Chris Godwin for example. Ooh. This, uh, this is a Spectra 2021 Spectra. It's one out of five serial number, one out of five, mesmerizing. So really cool, uh, just a collector's piece. You know, he's one of my uh, favorite players in my PC, and this does have a patch. It's got part of his name in there. Uh, hope I mean presumably part of his name in there and it says the enclosed player worn used materials guaranteed by panini so not really doing much for me there but it's just got some stitching and the design was really cool so it looks good on the wall you know so that's ultimately why i buy and i did pay like 40 dollars, but that's because it's in my opinion because of the serial number one out of five you know the patch i kind of discredit the patch altogether now at this point i'm not going to cut it open because it's such a beautiful card and it's in pristine condition but uh um it is it is cool so derek uh derek wants me to rip open my manning card oh god that uh, that uh I, I paid uh quite a bit for it's actually the most expensive card i've ever bought um i'll do it i if, if derek sends me the no i'm just kidding I'm <laughs> that, that card he wants to trade his Bowman Chrome U Hobby box. Oh, it. wait, we, you haven't ripped it for him yet? No, man, because we 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 did the 2022 uh, Hobby box on Thursday night, and we did the giveaway with you last Tuesday. Okay, so, so here's what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to wait till next week because we're kind of pressed for time today. That is uh, correct. So, so Derek, it's up to you if you if you want to wait a week or if you want Andy just to personally rip it off camera. Uh, you could do it, but if you want to wait a week, I'm certainly down to wait a week to rip another one. I will say, um, Derek got very lucky that the other box wasn't his. Uh, I'll say that. I mean, that was full of blanks, if I've ever seen one in my life. Um, but moving on here to uh, uh, a, a different topic, Panini Prism. It's another week, and if you go to the P, I'd say the PHL Discord, not my Discord, but the Card Quest uh, Discord, which I am a part of. Andy, the Kenny Pickett one of one Black Prism Finite Auto has been pulled already. If you want to see the card, once again, it is in our Discord. So, arguably, the biggest card in this product has is, is already been pulled. But overall, Andy, your reactions as we have another full week of Prism out there. Well, I mean, the design continues to grow on me. I know we talked about it last week. Actually, I think uh, a lot of people in the in the chat uh, agreed with the, they agreed with me. They liked the design. I think if we if we did a poll, I think they prefer the 2022 design over 2021. Um, the the sealed boxes, the sealed box prices are. I mean, they're okay. It's nothing spectacular. The volume's good. I'll say the volume's good. Uh, people are still paying like a really high premium. Like it's still making its way out, still being treated like a new product. So like you have like the base prism Brock Purdy raw card selling for $25. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, that's, I mean, that's that's an impressive transaction for a base card, you know? So, um, James Wainwright makes a good point. Brock Purdy will go for more. Um, yeah, it's very fascinating. Considering what just happened at the league meetings with the 49ers brass, that was probably the worst press conference that could have happened if you're holding Trey Lance cards right now. Uh, That was bad. I mean, all of it was bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yes, it does look like Brock Purdy is going to be the guy next year whenever he is fully healthy and ready to go. So, Purdy, because of this press conference – I actually do agree with James that Brock Purdy stuff, Brock will be the guy in this card, in this class, mm-hmm. which is weird because of two things. Number one, Andy, um, he is Mr. Irrelevant. And oftentimes, you've done a lot of breakdowns on this, Andy, on the channel. Draft capital does go hand in hand with how many cards are printed, how many cards get submitted, and so on and so on. So, I, I think Brock Purdy is pretty well printed in this product. The issue, though, is the cards of his are in a practice uniform in the jersey number that is not even his. So I don't know, Andy, if that takes anything away from it, but it does make it a, a little weird. Oh, it definitely does. And you you can ask, there is, I would say, a good at least 30, 40% of sports card enthusiasts that uh, frown upon the double zeros. They frown upon Photoshop jerseys. They don't like it. They don't like it, man. They don't want to collect it. So, And you got to think about that uh, fan base there in San Fran. Of course, there's going to be a lot of people that still are going to. It's Brock Purdy, rookie card shield, check, check, yes, yes, you know, buy. Um, and, and so there's still going to be a large portion of that as well, but I can see this having an effect on his market as a whole, like this time next year, when all the sets for 2022 are released, we still have some major sets yet to be released, uh, like optic and select that's just now coming out and, uh, contenders and stuff. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what rises to the top at the end of the day i think that's important for people to remember is that there is still a dozen or so sets yet to be released for 2022 draft class and to be fair brock purdy is in a game uniform in the prism product but that makes it even worse because he didn't wear 14 this year he wore 13 this year (laughs) so i don't it's it's very it's very strange right unless he wore 14 in a in a game that i don't know about um, but yeah, it is strange. I know players' jersey numbers change. Obviously, Jalen Hurts switched from number two to number one, um, you know, quickly after his rookie year. So his rookie uniform cards has him in the Eagles' number two uniform, and it, obviously, sophomore, I say sophomore, second, third year cards are him in jersey number one. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it's just, it's just, Tough for me to fall in love if I'm a Brock Purdy fan. If his 49ers jersey was number 13 his rookie year, that does, you know, affect me. It might not affect other people. So we'll see how that actually plays out. Also for 2022 Panini Prism, just in general, Andy, we desperately need Kenny Pickett to have a good year. Absolutely, man. Being the only first round quarterback from that class and like, 
Yeah, I, I get uh, Brock Purdy is um, he, he's going to be the future of the 49ers when he's healthy again. But uh, Kenny Pickett being the first round quarterback, having that elevated print run, you you, uh, you mentioned that earlier, but it that is that's serious consideration, man. Kenny Pickett is in all of the checklists for 2022 product across the board. He's printed in every set. He's going to have thousands more um different rookie cards than Brock Purdy because of that draft capital. So we need guys like him for the sealed product investors specific, uh, you know, and most importantly to have a good year uh, for the values of 2022 product as a whole, um, you know, guys like him and sauce and Garrett Wilson and Drake London yeah. and Jahan Dotson. I was just looking at um, all those first rounders that really get print printed heavily in all the sets, man, the better they do, the better the sealed wax investments will do. Click this card right here, this Navy camo, 13 out of 25. Oh, man, this one went for over a G. Wow. Andy, a today, G. Today, uh, just uh, the auction ended just 30 minutes ago, actually. So it wasn't even a good list as far as like timing is concerned. So zoom in on it. Uh, I mean, look at the centering on this thing. Yeah. Is, is it off to you? It so, looks like yeah, so 2022 Prism is very interesting look on at the, the centering. centering. Oh, man. It huh? looks off huh? to me. Huh? Oh, man. That's, God, I'd be very skeptical if anybody actually. It's tough because it's at a slight angle, I think. You oh, can okay. kind of see a shadow. It looks like the. You know, I, I the card's mostly facing forward, but it is at a slight angle, I think. Uh, and it's hard to tell if the centering... I mean, it's going to be close. The centering looks pretty good, but there may be a slight off. Yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm really excited to start getting some pop report information back from PSA on this 2022 Prism product to see if there's any of those, you know, like the Trevor Lawrence 2021 Prism PSA 10. It's just so hard to get, you know? Oh man, let's see what the gem rates like because that's important. I mean, there's still a, such a big market. I think a lot of people forget, or maybe they just don't want the hassle. I know you don't like parting with your your cards uh, for extended periods of time, and you definitely could miss out on windows. Like you know, if you were trying to submit Trey Lance cards right now, and he gets traded next week, <laughs> and you want to sell on that news, you know, uh, and go ahead and and go ahead and liquidate it. If those cards are at PSA, you're just screwed. Whew. And yeah, I, I I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I the, the, all this stuff is just ridiculous to me, especially considering Kenny Pickett is in the same division as Joe Burrow, quote unquote Lamar Jackson and Deshaun <laughs> Watson. Uh, but yeah, um, I know Traylon Burks is in this class. I obviously, like him a lot. Um. But you know, it, it's it it wasn't the absolute best year for him. Uh, but I think Garrett Wilson's going to be very special. So that uh, another good receiver class really helps this last product out. So we shall see what happens there. And you know, Derek, uh, good old trusty Derek Richard makes a good point. We have yet to see Sam Howell play. We have yet mm. to see Sam Howell play. And at North Carolina, he was very good and 
also his final year was chaotic. His coaching wasn't the best. His pass protection was weird. You know who else's final year was very chaotic? Brock Purdy, right? Um, so, you know, I, I'm I'm very interested to see what Sam Howe is going to do this year in Washington. Um, but, yeah, I think most of us are out on Matt Corral. Are, are you a Matt Corral believer? Nah, man. After he got after he got destroyed by Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, I get he was a rookie, but I was he thinking was he, he was hurt. He was hurt too. Got hurt. Yeah, he did get hurt, but like even before that, I was following the the Panthers pretty closely because they were doing a lot of media and stuff. And he just no, nah, he didn't look good. I get it. He's a gunslinger. I kind of like his story, but um, I don't I don't think he's gonna be very good in the NFL. Mm-mm-mm. So. Because we are pressed for time today, we once again want everyone to join the Patreon, patreon.com slash football cards is where you can find us. And that web application you just saw, uh, that's a part of your Patreon package as well. So patreon.com slash football cards is the place to be. And there is a Discord with a bunch of smart people in there helping all of us to not get defrauded, okay? Now, before we get into a quick play of the week and uh tip of the week andy let's take a few of these questions over here scroll up a little bit this was a good question from someone wanting to get into tom brady cards um i don't remember who it was let's see uh oh it's a sty fb cards i was looking to into different years of tb12 game worn cards but now should i steer clear Tom, so Tom Brady's very interesting because you and I have talked about this uh, before. I'm not sure if on air or not, but we both and I am becoming more and more of a um, of a believer that he's going to make another comeback. Like he might play wow. one more year, and that's a big factor. Like whether you think that the game, whether you think that the patch is uh, authentic or not, people could go crazy for Tom Brady cards once again. Like his market is still holding strong; it hasn't tanked, and I think that's because. He's got this mega contract with Fox, but there's also a lot of rumors that he could come back and play one more year. You don't want to go out like that. He's got, uh, you know, a lot of money uh, potentially on the line with his contract with Fox if he plays. So a lot of things kind of line up. And if he does start again, we're going to see that spike in his car values once more uh, based on that news. And this might be a time right now to kind of find find some little – because. Veteran Brady cards, anything serial number from any type of veteran sets are going to be popular as well. He's one of those guys that transcends um, all, all years of manufactured product. And a lot of things become open to invest and flip, flip, you know, on this news. If Tom Brady starts again, Carter. Yeah, Brady is in the Gretzky Jordan tier of just everybody considers him, you know, the best of all time. A god, if you will. So Brady's a little bit different than some of these other legendary quarterbacks, let's say like a Drew Brees, uh, if you will, um, because of who he is. And because of that, you need to be even more skeptical of fraud, fakes, and all of it. Uh, So, yeah, you know, as far as steering clear, obviously do your research. See if you could photo match the card from an old photo. I am a big believer uh, because there was a big controversy. I'm not a baseball guy at all. 
Okay. Not, I don't own a single baseball card at all. Um, and I am also a big Dylan Cruz fan. He's an LSU baseball player, and he's going to be the number one pick in the MLB draft. So obviously, I want to get something, right? Uh, so I'm looking into baseball, I'm looking into baseball, and I saw this Bryce Harper controversy recently where a guy went nuts because he bought a raw black refractor rookie on card auto. And in the description, it said there are some minor scratches on this card. He still purchased it for a huge amount of money, and he gets it. And he's like, I don't want this anymore. There's scratches on this. So this is just a disclaimer here. If you are buying a raw card for a large sum of money, it is a leap of faith if you're buying this card not in person. Um and that's, you know, just a simple truth. If it is not in a slab, I am just not going Andy, to buy uh, a, a huge card that is wrong, right? Un unless I just feel a gazillion percent positive that that card is real. So it, 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 it gets very fishy, but I highly recommend going to shows if you're going to spend you know, the big money on it. And also moving forward, Andy, I do think there's going to be an increase in Tom Brady fakes. Yeah, 100%. And, and they're already, you know, they've surfaced before. It was um, it was just like uh, there was at one point last year uh, through the middle of the season where Josh Allen was on fire. All of a sudden, all these fake uh, Donruss Josh Allen cards, uh, speaking of Bill's Mafia, started surfing, sur surfacing on eBay and you could you could tell right off the bat because you look at the the picture close enough, and and um, you don't see like that little silver finish on the Donruss logo, like there there is on the real card. So it's little things like that. Like I think it's so important. Open up two windows. Go look at the real. Go look at a a known good listing, and then go look at the speculative one that you're thinking about buying because it looks like a deal. If it's a player like that uh, from a set, let's say, you know, like Tom Brady's uh, rookie, any of Tom Brady's rookie cards, because he only got 135 different rookie cards, you know, it's got a Brock Purdy story. Um, if if you see something that looks too good to be true, chances are it probably is. So you've got to do extensive homework like above and beyond. Compare that to other known listings. Message the seller. Ask for additional photographs. Uh, you know, talk to people in our in our Discord. We've got some serious Tom Brady experts in there. Let me tell you. And uh, and before you before you make an impulse decision, especially if it's for any type of significant amount of money, um, is su super important. Yeah, I don't think Tom Brady fraud is as big as is Jordan. Jordan is just a different level. It's a different level of fake autographs. How do I know this? Because I know my dad was a big Jordan collector. It's crazy. There's multiple Facebook groups just dedicated to Michael Jordan fakes, right? Brady's not quite to that level, but it's it's. I think at some point it will be because he is, in the minds of many, not my goat, but in the minds of many, the greatest quarterback of all time. So now we get into hobby tip-ish play of the week and all that stuff. But first, let's go to Tyreek major andy i'm gonna throw the question to you should i unload all of my jamar lamar jackson 
Ravens cards? I would say if you've got veteran ones, yes, yes, uh, unload them now because there's a, a likely possibility he could be on a new team here very soon. Um, if you if you have rookie cards, this is where it becomes a little different. If you have rookie cards, I would say hold them, like have them listed, ready to go now. But the peak is going to be when news is released that he's traded to a new team. So uh, that's when you want to sell. You don't want to sell those now, the rookie cards, even though he is in the ro- Ravens uniform. The rookie card is still king when it comes to you know different uh, years of a player's career in terms of investability and like flippability. So those are going to spike first and most often once that news is released, I would I would wait until that news is released to capitalize your your best ROI. Totally agree. The highest it's going to be is when the news is released. I also feel there is a long-ish term play here if Lamar goes to an NFC team, right? Because if he goes to another AFC team, the chances of him going to a Super Bowl is low because once again, if Lamar goes somewhere else, you got to rebuild the roster to how he plays the game. Um, and the AFC is just a far tougher division. If he goes to the NFC, it's a completely different story, right? Um, where Whichever team he goes to in the NFC, they are immediately catapulted to a top three Super Bowl favorite in the NFC, right? That just shows you the quarterback disparity in coaching disparity of the two conferences. So I do think because of the conference imbalance and what we also know, Andy, about Super Bowl spikes, there is something uh, there uh, as far as like hype cycles. But if he goes to somewhere like the Colts, uh, I'm just not as on fire about it. But if he goes to the Lions, you you kidding me? With the weapons that they have and the coaches uh, that they have right now, Ben Johnson is arguably the uh, uh, at least a top five play caller um, in the NFL. There is a lot to like about it. So I do think where he lands in terms of AFC or NFC is important, but I do agree. Unload it right now. Okay. We say hi to Bob and um, James also points out as someone who uh, says there has been a lot more interest in sales of my Lamar cards in the last 24 hours. And he says he's made some nice profits. So there you go, Tyreek. At least list them as buy it nows and uh, get what you can. So there you go. Now, because we are pressed for time, we get into play or tip of the week, play of the week. Andy, I want to let you go uh, first with the tip of the week. Boom. So, uh, yeah, I love this tip, uh, the tip of the week. In terms of, we were talking earlier about the Brock Hurdy uh, news and uh, Trey Lance speculation. Uh, I still think that... Like I would, I would not fire sell my Trey Lance. I would actually hold them. Is my plan is to hold them and sell them on the news. Like I, I'm gonna sell them on the news. I know there's a possibility he doesn't get traded, but I think there's a good possibility he actually gets traded. I think you know that's part of the reason why they brought in Darnold and paid him a nice backup salary position, kind of be that bridge quarterback till Purdy gets healthy again. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to say that Tom Brady doesn't come back and play for the 49ers. So, uh, um, you know, but I think that uh, that just obviously leaves Trey Lance as the odd man out. And so my tip is to have them listed, but to not fire sell them, like actually 
uh, hold them for a little bit longer and try and, and capitalize on a news cycle for Trey Lance this offseason? My hobby tip of the week is very simple. It kind of goes along with what we've been saying. If you buy a big-time raw card, be patient, right? And always remember this. You as the buyer, okay, always have the leverage, right? You are the one that is deciding to purchase that card, okay? It's you. It is you, all right? Sometimes, like with what had happened earlier, and if you're just now joining us, we shared the story of this huge Peyton Manning situation. Uh, was the card real? Was it fake? We, I mean, we went into a whole breakdown of it, of Drake PC's right card. Sometimes you don't get a refund. He was uh, he was very lucky to get his money back. Um, so once again, if you're spending big money on a piece of cardboard, reach out to as many people as you can. That's why I'm a big believer in the Discord. Right, six bucks a month. If you have any questions, there are a gazillion people. Chad Dyer is very knowledgeable. David Hunter is very knowledgeable. Uh, those people are in there to help you, right? So be on the lookout for that. Now, play of the week, Andy. I'm going to keep mine, uh, you know, very simple and to the point here. I have watched a lot of college football and getting ready for the NFL draft upcoming. And I know Derek Richard is going to back me up on this. Caleb Williams is that guy. And I know he's not eligible for this draft class, but the more I watch him, the more I'm mesmerized by his play style. Um, and his card prices are so are, are relatively high for bone chrome stuff. Trust me, I've looked. Uh, but he's he's really good. He's really freaking good. And his stuff, like I said, trust me, I look every day, uh, is, is high. It's very, very, very high. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about, you know, my Caleb Williams investment strategy because I think people starting to catch on. But this guy is so freaking good. And I'm only sharing this play of the week for this reason. This is happening in the NBA People are tanking for Victor Winbignana, uh, the most hyped draft prospect since LeBron. Um, I, I think Caleb Williams is going to be that. So, man, I, I want to get my hands on something. It's going to be very freaking hard. So my play of the week is someone out there help me get my hands on something because I, I want at least a piece of, of Caleb before pause, uh, before <laughs> Uh, we move forward. I do think he's really special. Well, I think the ideal time would probably be during the draft, like that weekend that the draft is going right. down. Caleb Williams, because everybody's going to be focused on uh, where does Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levy's, all these guys, where do they land? What's uh, you know who's trading up in the draft? Who's drafting who? And uh, and you know Caleb Williams is cards could be going way under the radar during that time period if you've. If you've got your um, your searches dialed in and your your notifications set up, man, you could capitalize. So uh, my guy Josh Forbes is in here. He's a PHL legend. He said he watched Scott Van Pelt cut up a card. Uh, no way. Really? SVP? The SVP? That's super cool. I didn't know that. I'm a big SVP fan. I've met him uh, a couple of times. 
And uh, my goal is to have a national platform like his one day. We'll see if that actually happens. So here's what we'll do. We'll hang out for a few more moments. Um, we're cutting it a little bit shorter than normal. But once again, every Tuesday, uh, 1.30 Central, uh, please come hang out with us, talking football cards all day, every day. So uh, let's get to a few more of these questions. Uh, Tyreek Major says, should I sell my Jordan Love cards now or hold? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm selling right now. I'm selling my Jordan love cards a little bit that I have, uh, Andy, I'll throw it to you. Yeah. Looking at his uh, base graded market, like the volume is really good. He is one of the highest selling in terms of volume, highest selling graded players right now. I mean, look at the prism, the Donruss, the mosaic all in the top four. I mean, that is really really good ahead of trevor lawrence justin fields joe burrow prism i mean that's really freaking impressive but the price is a flat line and that's because the news is like becoming old news and we really haven't gotten that solidified announcement that yes this is happening and then andy reed doesn't even know who jordan love is and it's like you know so it's like the news has not been super positive and then um even um Oh, dude, I'm having a total brain fart on the uh, the Green Bay Packers head coach. Uh, LaFleur. Uh, yeah, yeah, Matt LaFleur. So he's he said at the owners' meetings uh, today, like, um, you know, we've got to temper our expectations for Jordan Love. So they're all – like all the news around him, without any solid news of Aaron Rodgers being traded, although all the writing is there on the wall for it to happen, it just hasn't been like a – it hasn't been made a major notification yet is it's it's causing his prices to kind of flatline or decrease a little bit you know so i would say you got to hold your jordan loves at this point because they're going to spike whenever the official news is announced they could actually even go up heading into september you know with the hype around him being their starting quarterback especially if the packers make some splashes in the draft you know with with skill position players i think when aaron Rodgers is officially dealt you'll see a little bit of a spike uh there uh, Joshua Forbes says, what about Clyde Edwards Elair? <laughs> well, there was a, there was a funny meme I saw on, uh, on Twitter, um, of Patrick Mahomes handing the ball off to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> he saw that. But uh, it made me think about Clyde Edwards Hilaire because Ronald Jones was dealt, uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I mean, he's just, man, I don't know, man. I, I have some Clyde Edwards Hilaire stuff from his rookie season. I just, I, I don't, I don't think I can get behind him with any type of uh, fantasy draft capital or, um, or football card capital, unless it's like a PC guy, because I'm a big LSU fan. And I think that's yeah. kind of where his heyday was. I mean, at this point, he's just, he's gone downhill since his rookie season. He can't stay healthy. And now you like Isaiah Pacheco. I mean, he's got a lot of juice, so it's going to be hard to you know, like beat out him in in the depth chart. Uh, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what Kansas City does the rest of their running back uh, room this offseason. But uh, Isaiah or uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire kind of to me seems like the odd man out. So quick Elair story. Um, his Donruss rated rookie, just the paper rated rookie card, not slab, not anything. When cards are at the spike, was going for over two hundred dollars. All right, um, that was obviously a higher end. A lot of them were going for seventy, eighty, hundred, uh, really early, and uh, a lot of people are mad at him. 
right? A lot of people are mad at him because of how colossal of a bust this has been up to this point. The dynasty community, Andy, which because of the first round draft capital with running backs, that's the number one stat that people tie with running backs is weight and first round draft capital. There's a lot of people that made a bunch of dynasty trades for him and it's not worked out, obviously. Then, of course, there are Chiefs fans that aren't happy for him because he was drafted as the last pick of the first round of the NFL draft. And, Andy, do you know who the first pick of the second round was? Oh, man, from 2020. He went to the Bengals, and we talked about him this episode. Oh, was it T. Higgins? It's T. Higgins. Could you imagine if the Chiefs had T. Higgins? Oh my dude, it would dude, it would be nasty. Ooh, and like, lucky enough he went to Burrow. Um, and I, I was happy about that. And also Jonathan Taylor was drafted after Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So a lot of people just don't like Clyde because he's been hurt. He he's had some critical fumbles. I'm always gonna love him for obvious reasons. Uh, but yeah, you can build a nasty Clyde collection. I have a buddy who sold a bunch of gold number to ten rare stuff super nice patches, a lot of seven of only those types of cards, all autographed. He sold for 225 total, which is insane. Absurd. It is. I guarantee you it's not what he paid. He's a really good friend of mine. Um, it goes to show you like how much hype surround him. It's just fallen down, but he still has first-round draft capital, and Isaiah Pacheco is the only guy ahead of him in the depth chart, but – for me, I would just, if you really want to build an Epic Clyde collection, I would just wait until he retires and everything will become unbelievably cheap. Here's, so. here's my play of the week, Carter. Let's and go. It's, it's a running back. My play of the week is Kenneth Walker III for the Seattle Seahawks. This, okay. this is an ascending team re-signing Geno Smith. They deal Rashad Penny to the Eagles – Speaking a uh, shout out to Kamikaze over here. They deal with Shot Penny to the Eagles. So now there's literally no depth chart competition behind Kenneth Walker, who, by the way, runs a four th- sub 4440, was an absolute beast in college, and he just didn't have the receiving chopper like the, the receiving f- uh, film. And last year, he was quite a good receiver. He was top 10, number eight in breakaway runs, runs over 15 yards. And, and racked up nine touchdowns and, in fact, saw 35 targets, which, I mean, is is, uh, is pretty impressive, impressive when he caught most of those, 27 receptions for 165 receiving yards. So he showed the receiving ability, the uh, over 1,000 yards rushing in just 15 games. And he's got, like, I mean, bell cow rolls are rare. And I think that him stepping into his second year, this is like the prime or when you want to target running backs and flip them. And this is a guy that I think could go underdrafted that I'm seeing rookie card values going undervalued that I want to target and try and flip him. Uh, what about Brees Hall? I, I like that play as well. I'd say that's a perfect comp to compare Kenneth Walker to. And because Brees, Brees Hall's coming off an early season ACL tear. So he should be ready and he's a he's a guy that could potentially be even more dynamic in in a um, equal or greater offense with the Jets, assuming they get Aaron Rodgers. Right? This is not the Zach yeah. Wilson 
Jets we're talking about here. Uh, the Aaron Rodgers-led Jets, I mean, that would be nasty. And Brees Hall becomes a first-round fantasy running back. He becomes a guy you absolutely uh, want to own a rookie card of uh, and, and flip in September. Jets have had their fair share of just beast running backs, right? They had Curtis Martin for all those years and then uh, washed up LaDainian Tomlinson, but LT still had a few plays there. And Brees Hall, watch out, baby. Huh? 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 Uh, yeah, I, I, I like Brees, too, coming off the ACL. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see there. But, Andy, uh, we're going to have to cut this one a little bit shorter. I know we take more – viewer questions at the end but work calls uh for you and it does for me as well now once again there are so many different topics that i had listed here that we did not get to today such as what do you do with all the mosaic that you've ripped up to this point what do you do about this and that but we try to get to each and every topic that's the biggest, right? Lamar, Prism, uh, patch cards with all the patch stuff. If you have a topic that you want to discuss, feel free to hit up Andy or I on social media because we would love to discuss every topic under the sun. Now, Andy, as we get ready for the next week in football cards, is there anything you would like to share? Um. Yeah, man, it just uh, just like this is like in a little lull right now, you know, with the with the free agency period ending and the owners meeting going on. There's probably going to be some big trades that happen in the next couple of weeks. But we're in that lull where I'm absolutely finding some deals uh, on, in auction on eBay. So I think it's a great time to get hunting and uh, I'll I'll catch you guys out there on the trail. I do want to make a public announcement. I am. Teaming up with a free card show on April 22nd in Bossier City, Louisiana. That is only two hours away from Dallas. Andy, this guy by the name of Patrick Queen is going to be there, right? I think you've heard of this guy before. Yeah, man. Stud linebacker uh, for the Ravens, formerly LSU. He's going to be there. Jeray Jenkins, a wide receiver, coming up in this next draft. Uh, will be there. So April 22nd, I will be there. I'll be doing uh, my Power LSU show there. I'll also be doing some card quests content there, and we hope you are there. We're going to try and get, you know, the guy that puts the show on um, on here before that. It's totally free, right? And, um, you know, I think it's roughly like 40, 50-ish, 60 tables, just depending, but Patrick Queen is the biggest guest that they've ever had. So, uh, also, a future WNBA draft pick is going to be there, a five-star shooting guard by the name of Kayla Williams. She was the number one player in high school in the country this past year. So she'll she'll be there, and your boy will be there. So we want to see you there. Until next week, baby. Peace. Peace. Josh, go list those Zach Wilson cards right now. Stop watching this and go list them. Yeah, so those bad boys. Huh? Huh? Huh?